Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to another episode of Clutch Gene Sports. I'm here with my main guy, Rohan. How's it going, Rohan? Hey, we doing good, man. How are you? Man, I can't complain, man. So, uh, fiance is like, hey, let's go get something to snack on real quick before you record. All right, let's go to Panera, you know? It's right down the street from the house. So, we go get Panera, and I'm like, oh, I'm about to get a coffee. I want iced coffee, you know, a little bit of energy before I get on the show. And she's like, oh, you should try one of those lemonades, those, those charged-up lemonades. So, I was like, you know what? There's a mango one. I'm going to get a mango one, but I'm going to get a large because, you know, energy energy drinks don't really do much for me. Um, and since it's a lemonade, I'm like, okay, it's probably going to be something light, you know? It's probably yeah. one of those refreshers that they, the, the girls get from Starbucks. Bro, this thing, so after I started drinking it, she goes, oh, by the way, they have, like, they're equivalent to, like, three Red Bulls. So I'm like, wait, what? Oh so man, like, uh oh. So she was like, yeah, she was like, yeah. So like a lot of people at uh, at Stan State where we went to college and she was working at the time, she was like, yeah, a lot of people would come in like, oh yeah, we just went to Panera because at the time Panera has a for those of you who like free drinks, a cool little hack. Panera every once in a while does a um like ninety nine cents a month for like six months and you get unlimited drinks, but like you have to like so at six months if you cancel your subscription. You pay six dollars for limited drinks, no matter what drink. But then if you you keep the subscription, it's like twenty bucks a month or something like that for limited drinks. And bro, I'm low key super energized, um, super ready to talk about the NFL. So it hit. Uh, yeah, and I'm like halfway there. So you're in for you're in for a, a if you're tuning in today, you're in for a long show because I got the energy. I'm ready to go, Rohan. How have you been, my man? It's been way too long since we recorded. Hey, it's been a it's been a good time. I mean, college, you know, uh, my stuff here. We doing all that, but uh, I'm excited to talk to you because we we took some time off, obviously, with the different recording schedules. But now we've got NFL Combine stuff to talk about. We got quarterback carousel to talk about. With today being the franchise day, a whole lot of talk. I mean, Lamar Jackson obviously spiced some things up today. <laughs> hey, and so crazy. we got a lot a lot of fun stuff to talk about, man. So, Rohan, so let's get straight into it. Not necessarily Lamar Jackson, because that's juicy. Like, there's more to that than people actually want to, like, talk about. Like, to me, um, right away what I did is I started texting. I Like I was saying yesterday, I was talking to uh, Jesse. I was like, hey, dude, like, a lot of people were are skeptical of what's going on. And I texted an agent. I was like, dude, hey, this is weird, man. Like, really weird. Um, he goes, hey, it's weird because it doesn't sound right. Sounds very fishy. Shout out to mm-hmm. Fortnite's Media. Doing great, my man. Appreciate you for uh, tuning in. 
like a Ramelia Sports. You know, look, I'm gonna be cool because you got you got to be you got to be a very cool dude to come into the chat and, and talk about a team that is trading away, and we'll talk about it later. Jalen Ramsey. Who else are they getting? They just cut Leonard Floyd. Oh, man. You know, I could keep going on and on. I and feel on. bad for him, man. That like, that team is a uh, that team way different now, bro. Cooper Cup deep. better ask for a trade, man. Like Aaron Donald better ask for a trade. Like, bro, you guys are tanking. But the crazy part is, is hey, I respect it. You get Caleb Williams, all is well. Yeah, right. Like that's the honestly, like when you talk about QB carousel, like that's something that's very, very the hot topic. If I'm a team in the NFL right now, if I'm the Atlanta Falcons, of course, like there's an argument that like don't go get Lamar Jackson, right? There's that argument, but there's also that argument. To hey, tank and get Caleb Williams or Drake May. We'll talk about that in a little bit right. as well. But um, shout out to them. Shout out to Emiliano, Arthur Santiago. Shout out to you, my man. Mariah's in the house. Make sure you guys go sub and follow her show. Amazing content she's always putting out. Appreciate you, Mariah. Uh, Steve O, my man. And then Kelly, how's it going, my man? Rams are a dumpster fire. I'm going to leave that up for a little while because I appreciate it. Um, so, Rohan, first quarterback move that falls, biggest one in my opinion in the sense of it kind of dictates where, where the rest of these quarterbacks go in a way because yeah. it's, when you're the first domino to fall, it starts – like it hits a process, right? Derek Carr to the New Orleans Saints um, gets a pretty good-sized contract, bigger than a lot of people were expecting. Um, now, I don't know what the <laughs> – Shout out to Jesse. What up, my man? Uh, he, bro, I don't get know the hell out of here, bro. Get the hell out of here. Oh, man. Always talking about Jimmy. Always bringing up some BS. Go, go. Senior Center night, bro. It's Tuesday. Go go play some, like, bowling or some cards or something. Get out of here, bro. Nah, man. You you're, you're, you don't go bowling, one. He has a bad elbow. Two. Oh, right. He can't walk either. He's too old for he, that. He goes to the bingo. He goes to bingo night on Tuesdays. That's what I've heard. He, he plays with the grandmas, night. man. Plays with the grandmas. Bingo and I like, I can't do that. I like I told Jesse, like, bro, first of all, I'm not in Florida. I can't go to bingo night. I'm not old enough yet. And my back isn't hurting yet. So when my back starts you hurting, know, if, he, if he came in, I would have been like, Jesse, how you doing, man? And then I would have probably came on your show sometime. Whatever, whenever you got your calling shows. Nah. Go enjoy your That's bingo tonight, night. Man. So make sure you guys go uh, subscribe to my boy Jesse. Um, I believe he has a calling show tonight. Go call in. Talk oh, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him on that show. I'll get in at the end, and I'm going to kill him. <laughs> so, Derek Carr, right? That happens. Everyone's shocked. I wasn't too shocked, especially because he had two visits with them. He didn't just do yeah. one visit. He had two days of being in the New Orleans Saints facility. What were your thoughts on that, and do you think it's a good fit? It's a, I mean, it's an interesting contract, and it's an interesting. It, I, I, first of all, I, I gotta say it because I'm a, I'm a player person. Shout out to Derek Carr. This is a phenomenal deal. You get a hundred million guaranteed. I think sixty million at, at at signing. That's phenomenal. And I mean, his contract. The reason it's better for him is because because of how yeah. screwed the Saints are with the cap. He has guarantees going into his third year of that deal. I, he could get cut going into the third year of the deal. The Saints, it's it's essentially a two-year deal in my eyes. You could save $28 million if you cut him in year three and only take a $17 million dead cap hit. But be it a two- or three-year deal, he has $100 million guaranteed on this deal with $10 million 
uh, fully guaranteed uh, for injury in 2025 at the third year of the deal. So great deal for him. The fit. Fit is interesting because that division is probably the weakest in football right now. They don't have a single real contender, in my opinion. Uh, when you talk about the uh, the Buccaneers, they won the division with a losing record this year and lost their quarterback. They're, it looks like they're going with Kyle Trask this year, which I don't blame them. I mean, have a reset year. It, it's not necessarily a tank, but it is. Have a reset year. Figure out whether you have a guy who you might want to build around and in the likelihood that it isn't. You have a high draft pick next year, and you can go ahead and re- pretty much restart uh, for the Buccaneers. And the Carolina Panthers, I think, in my opinion, they're the strongest team of the of the bunch, but they don't have a quarterback uh, as they haven't for a while now. The Atlanta Falcons, I mean, they're in like, uh, you know, they're in that wish wash land. Who knows what they do? They've reportedly out on the Lamar stakes. We'll get to that in a bit. And now you have the Saints who get their quarterback. I like this deal for Carr. I don't know how much I like it for the Saints. The Saints are in this mindset of where they fail to reset. You have to understand in the NFL, some teams are willing to do that reset, and that's what spirals that rebuild much quicker. So I think that that's something the Saints haven't done. They continue to restructure deals. I'm not going to sit here and say that uh, you can't maneuver if you don't want, but the Saints have paid the ramifications. They lost their top right uh, left tackle last year, to free agency because they couldn't pay him because you don't have the money. And while they try and create these signings, you're still pushing money, money back in the future. And so to me, I don't know how much I like it for the saints. I think that they do uh, require a reset at some point. I don't know if this move really pushes the ceiling, but I'm happy for Derek Carr and that he found another massive deal. And I think this is such an intriguing move because I don't know how many people anticipated Derek Carr to the Saints after freaking the New York Jets called him a Hall of Fame first ballot Hall of Famer uh, in, in that interview. So that was a that was an interesting one. So I, I, it's an intriguing move because it does spiral a couple of uh, potential other moves in the quarterback realm. Good move for Carr. Not sure I like it so much for the Saints. Don't know if it increases their window. So the Derek Carr contract was a four-year, $150 million contract. So it's $37.5 million per year. Um, total guarantee is $100 million, which ranks 10th overall. Um, and guaranteed at signing is $60 million, which is 11th overall. So the interesting thing about that is when you look at the NFC South, right, you got the Buccaneers who won that division at 8-9, and nine, um, shouldn't have been the playoffs, and then the rest of the division is 7-10. and 10. Now the 7-10 and 10 teams are the Panthers, Saints, and the Falcons. Now I think the Panthers are closer um to being a playoff team than the rest of the division all they are missing is a quarterback they got good receivers a decent um young running back and they have two of them actually and then their defense has a bunch of guys on there they have jc horn they have um, the defense defensive line they got uh what's his name why am i Derek brown they got brown uh, and then burns yeah i was thinking uh um, burns so they got a bunch of dudes along the defensive line uh, they're going to get younger at linebacker. They're going to try to draft. But the main position of need right there is quarterback. They just hired Frank Wright. Now, if you could write that offense, they're a playoff team, in my opinion. Now, looking at what Andy Dalton did last year, right? People don't give Andy Dalton the credit that he deserves. Andy yeah, Dalton fair. last year, in my opinion, played like a top 15 quarterback, roughly, if you think about it. And you could make the argument for a top 10 quarterback last year. He So he came in. He had a 68% completion percentage. Um Actually, 67, sorry. Two for three, uh, almost 3,000 yards, 18 touchdowns, so nine interceptions on a 95.2 quarterback rating. Um, now, 
not phenomenal, but when you look at the NFL, what did really Derek Carr really do that's better than him? When you look at it, in my opinion, I thought those two quarterbacks are very comparable. Um, I'm surprised they didn't just try to re-sign Andy Dalton um, and draft the young quarterback. To me, that makes more sense than anything else. Not only because you save money on Andy Dalton, but to me, Derek Carr doesn't move the needle. Last year, he threw for 3,500 yards, 24 touchdowns, and 14 interceptions in 15 games. Um, he struggled, um, in my opinion, in a better offense with good weapons. Now, the weapons he's going from Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, to Chris Olave, possibly Mike Thomas, Elvin Kamara, uh, Jawan Johnson. In my opinion, he had better players with the uh, with the uh, uh, Las Vegas Raiders. To me, it's a downgrade. Now, if teams, if the NFC teams want to stay mediocre, I'm all for it as a 49ers fan. Now, if they want to continue to get better, I'm going to be like, hey, you know what? Actually, I don't want that to happen because the reason is, is when you are a 40, 49ers fan, you want all these NFC teams that are that need quarterback. For example, you want the New York Giants. Thank you for signing um, Daniel Jones. Derek Carr, thank you for going to the Saints. Because all it's going to do is allow the 49ers to be in a better situation to compete every year, and it gives them an easier path, in my opinion, the more um, time that there's no legit quarterbacks in the NFC. If you do um, the NFC quarterbacks, the best quarterback in the NFC right now, in my opinion, is Probably Jalen Hurts. Who's a quarterback in the NFC, Rohan, that you think is up there in that top echelon yeah. quarterbacks? I think that's fair. I mean, when you go, for what, Jalen Hurts would be one. What, what would you do based on last year? Maybe Geno at two? Maybe Prescott? Yeah, Prescott, Prescott uh, if you don't factor in the injury. Yeah. I mean, it's like that, right? The top five, top four or five quarterbacks in the NFL or in the AFC. And, and so that's just where it's crazy. What's crazy is you just mentioned Geno Smith, who's which he's the first quarterback to actually uh, official domino to fall, but it wasn't. Yeah. We knew he wasn't leaving like that. That wasn't happening. So he had a three-year, one hundred and five million dollar contract that he just signed with the Seattle Seahawks. Um, the deal is pretty much three years for seventy-five, um, based yeah. off of the the situation. It really is. It's not really a, the true one hundred and five. He gets thirty million in incentives. And forty million is uh, guaranteed at signing, so that contract is a fairly team deal. Now it still allows yeah. for, in my opinion, it allows for Seattle to still get your quarterback this year, allow Geno to play for one or two years. See, does it hurt? Right? If you really want a quarterback like Anthony Richardson, Richardson, Seattle could go out and get that Anthony Richardson quarterback that they want. They could allow him to develop under Geno Smith. They could still try to compete. But the thing is, though, is if I'm the 49ers, I'm saying, please don't take a quarterback. Allow Gino to be your guy. Go all in on Gino because Gino Smith is not good enough to beat us. He never will be good enough to beat us, in my opinion. So, to me, huge mistake. I thought they should have let him walk, go sign one of the younger quarterbacks, and draft. I thought that was a bad mistake. Um, and before we continue to keep going, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button. Make sure you guys subscribe to Rohan's personal channel. That is in the description. Shout out to my guy, Rohan. And if you're feeling generous today, you go ahead in the top corner. You can go ahead and donate to the show. I appreciate every single one of you guys. And shout out to my man, Steve-O. Yes, Jimmy played top 10. I don't think so. And we'll get to that in a little bit. So, yeah. talk, talk to me a little bit, Rohan, about your thoughts on the Geno Smith contract. It's interesting. I mean, I, there's definitely two perspectives. Do I think that Geno Smith, Derek Carr, 
Daniel Jones are players that you look at and say, they elevate my roster to where we can win championships. No, I don't think either any of those three players are going to win a championship with their respective teams. However, from a team building standpoint, I understand the move to re-sign Geno Smith. The Seattle Seahawks are building something there with what they have. They also have the luxury of having multiple first-round picks, not only this year, but also next year. In that uh, Russell Wilson trade, where Denver did not show promise this year, their fifth overall pick is because Denver gave them the fifth overall pick. And so I think they're in a strong position this year to let the board fall to them. The 40, I mean, uh, the quarterback situation is obviously the way that it'll pan out. Maybe they trade up, but I think that if three quarterbacks go, there are four quarterbacks that you can feel comfortable about. And the Seahawks don't have to be uh, worried about some of the concerns uh, other teams have about playing in week one because you have Geno Smith there for the next two years. They can choose any of the four quarterbacks if they are if they have high grades on all four of them, first-round grades, that is, and look to develop that guy. And if they don't go quarterback, well, you have an edge rusher there that you could take that's probably going to be top-five worthy. Maybe a guy like Jalen Carter, if his mm-hmm. situation gets there, falls to number five with the quarterbacks going heavily in the early range. There are a lot of options that the Seattle Seahawks can go. They're a very small organization. They built their way. They built their way very well this past year, and they went nine and eight over overachieved. To me, Geno Smith provides you an option where you can remain competitive, and I think that that's important because in the NFL, when you're trying to remain competitive, that attracts free agents. When you when it shows that you can be competitive while also building a roster, and I think the Seattle Seahawks are positioning themselves to reopen that championship window. What do I mean? They've got a a variety of younger players. Once those younger players develop in about two years, when you get the quarterback that you, if they select one in this draft, let's say it's Anthony Richardson or Will Levis, when you get the quarterback that you want, develop him for two years, you have a two-year championship window where you believe that you have your answer and a developed team full of talent around that quarterback. I think that that's valuable. I think that Seattle, while I don't necessarily think Geno Smith moves the needle for them, and I don't think that they're going to be a Super Bowl contending team over the next two years. I don't mind the contract because I think it's cheaper than what the quarterback market is. The three-year $75 million deal essentially given the $30 million in incentives, only $40 million of that is guaranteed at signing. We don't know the signing bonus, but if it's $40 million guaranteed at signing, let's say the signing bonus is around $20 million spread over three years, maybe a void year to spread it over four years. That's $5 million a year. And then the cap hit, the, you might have a salary of $10 million in each of the first two years. Maybe the signing bonus is lower. Maybe it's $15 million. And then this, uh, you know, the $25 million comes in base salary over the next two years. That means you have low cap hits over the first two years of this deal. This is a two-year contract that will be structured like a three-year deal. And I, don't, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle um, keeps them for the entirety of the three years. But it's essentially also like a two-year contract with a $40 million guaranteed. And so Seattle has flexibility with this deal in that if they want to continue to keep Geno, they can at the end of those two years for an extra year. Mm-hmm. Or if they choose to move on, they can go ahead with their rookie contract. I personally, I like the deal for Geno Smith. Do I think it moves the needle, like I said? No. But do I think that this is enough to keep you competitive while you uh, develop the quarterback of your future? I think that they've put themselves in a position to where that's true. Absolutely. Like, and you look at it like, so if, if his cap hits are low, like we think they are, which I believe they're going to, I think believe they're going to be around 10 to 15 range based on how the contract is structured. And I think Gino really wants them to put an actual legit team 
around him defensively because that, that defense right. isn't what it used to be. So if they could go out and sign an edge rusher, and this edge rushing class, free agency, is going to be really strong when you have guys like Dante Fowler, Yannick Nagakwe. Um, I'm probably missing. Uh, um, there are a couple of names. Uh, Frank Justin Clark Houston. just did. What was that? Frank Clark just hit the market Frank too. Clark. I'm not a fan of Frank Clark, but I can see him going yeah. back to Seattle. Um, so when you're looking at it, there's a lot of intrigue on what Seattle's building. Two legit offensive tackles, a good a good young running back. They got DK Metcalf. Tyler Lock is getting up there in age. I believe he's about to be 32. Um, yeah. But if they could get another young receiver, um, they'll be fine. They got good young corners in Tariq Woolen and Kobe Bryant. Um, their safety, Quandre Diggs. They have a good young linebacker, Jordan Brooks. They're missing defensive line. If they could get that in this draft, which this draft might fall, and they might have, uh, I believe uh, Tyree Wilson might fall to them um, yeah. perfectly. Um, Will Anderson might even fall to them the way this draft falls. Maybe. Realistically, if if all four, if there's four teams that really believe quarterback is the, there, like, and they have a quarterback, they, there could be four quarterbacks go four in a row based on how certain teams need quarterback. I don't see that happening, but the likelihood of Arizona saying, you know what, we value Tyree Wilson a bit more than Will Anderson because of size. A lot of people are talking about Will Anderson's size not being NFL caliber, and in my opinion, I think that's a big mistake for whatever team passes on Will Anderson. I think he is one of those guys where Von Miller, same size. You're you're, you're passing up on production and and quality player um, for a guy who has less production but is also a quality player. To me, I'm going going the proving right. guy over the course of his career in college. Um, in the sense of what Will Anderson was. Now. We also have Daniel Jones, who just signed a major contract. Now, his contract, we don't really know um, the situation. We have a couple of the details, not everything, though. Yeah, right? so we yeah. just know it's four years, 160, and I believe there's an additional $35 million in incentives. So, essentially, it could be a four-year 195, or one, yeah, 195, I believe, right? Based off the, if there's an additional incentives. But if if I'm looking at the contract like I think it is, based on how they didn't really want to extend Daniel Jones, like they were questioning him. I believe this really might be a four-year, a four and I'm, I'm excited to hear these numbers come out because it could be a four-year 160 with $35 million in incentives in there. But the way it was reported, it sounded like it was $35 million in incentives on top of the 160. So if that's the case, I think he got a bag. And I think that is a big, big mistake for the New York Giants. I thought they should have been in on the um, Lamar Jackson sweepstake. Hey, you go get him. You have the best quarterback in the NFC. You you have the probably, and now it allows you to compete with your division rivals, which has Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott. I still believe Daniel Jones is the third best quarterback in that division. And if the commanders go out and get mm-hmm. a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, you now have the fourth best quarterback and you're paying him around 40 million a year on average. To me, that is a huge mistake. But I, like I said earlier, as a 49ers fan, I'm standing here saying, yo, New York, I appreciate you. I hope this quarterback doesn't turn into some um, great quarterback under Brian Dabble. I don't see it happening, but if you do give him weapons, I believe he could be a better quarterback than people actually give him credit for. Now, to me, what this was 
was an organization that knows they were capable of winning with him. They mm-hmm. know he's not the answer. So the way the contract might be structured is two to three years, and they could get out of that contract. Now, two to three years, you have the ability to do what the 49ers did with Jimmy Garoppolo and trade up into the draft and get a quarterback you like or eventually trade for a quarterback like Jared Goff situation when they did the Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford. You get this guy, I get that guy, and picks on top. They could potentially do that. So I think it's very intriguing to see how the um, numbers come out. But what were your thoughts on New York finalizing that deal and then franchise tagging of Saquon Barkley right after? To me, they're very similar. And I think New York got this a little better than if they had to franchise tag Daniel Jones and um, keep Saquon Barkley on uh, or let Saquon Barkley go. You said it perfectly. New York believes they can win with Daniel Jones. And I think that it's similar to the Geno Smith situation because both teams understand that this is likely not their future option, like their future quarterback. But you can win with him, developing that culture, a, a winning culture that entices free it. agents, which is absolutely necessary. I mean, when we see these NFL PA reports, I think it's very clear that factors like that are important in an NFL culture. But I view this deal similar to I view uh, to, to, to what I viewed the Christian Kirk deal. This is a two-year contract, in my opinion, from the numbers. Uh, again, we don't have much data. I'll wait and see until more data uh, comes out. But from what my understanding is of this deal, four years, 160, 82 million at at, at signing. I'm Mm -hmm. assuming the signing bonus is going to be fairly hefty, but I assume that all that guaranteed money will be within the first two years of that contract. Um, It it will be fairly high cap hits probably for those two years. But one thing the New York Giants have is an up-and-coming team is they have cap space. I think they're the fifth highest cap space. Uh, They have the fifth highest cap space uh, right now in 2022, and I'm uh, obviously you're going to wait to see what happens with Jones and what happens with Barkley, but that's going to be increased yeah. because so Jones even, was scheduled to make like 30 million on the franchise tag, and now you're likely not making 30 million this year. So what they probably do is because they have right now as as we speak without knowing any numbers, I'm looking and sorry for everyone that thinks I'm just looking straight down at my at, at my phone or anything. I have a uh, finally got a dual screen. So I'm finally looking at at another screen rather than opening up another tab and I can still see Rohan. So I'm looking at the numbers as we speak. So they're going to dump Kenny Galladay. And I believe that's going to be a post. That's going to be a post June 1st. Um, So they're going to probably save uh, 13 million there. Okay. So they could restructure. Leonard Williams, uh, I think is a restructure candidate. Yeah. They could restructure Leonard Williams and they'll, they'll gain another 8 million. That means they could extend. Um, Saquon, and I believe you free up another seven million. So there's and then a, Dexter Lawrence as well. He'll be extended, and, so he should get. That's another, money. and based off the, and I'm, I'm, and this is all based off of OTC, which is over the cap. You could, ex, that's another nine million you save. So realistically, when you're looking at things, they could extend a lot of a lot of their players or restructure a lot of their contracts and create a ton of cap space and go out and get guys that they really really need in the sense of. You need a receiver. If there's a receiver on the market that you like, you could overpay a little bit to get Daniel Jones a receiver two in the draft. Go get him a receiver one. Right. You already have a running back. You have a good offensive, a good enough offensive line. I get it. But I think it's a mistake in sense of you're paying to, to create a culture 
which is what essentially what you have to do at the end of the day. But right, if you look at the Niners when they when they first when when John Lynch and, and Kyle Shanahan first started, right? Pierre Garcon, they paid him. Um, That's what you got to do. Yeah, in today's uh, NFL, they paid Juice. Who else did they pay? They paid him? um. Uh, did Marquise Goodwin get a contract? A big one. Uh, it wasn't a big contract, but they did pay him. It wasn't like uh like cash out, but like I believe after his first season with us, when he had like a good a good season, I think they did give him a, a decent enough contract. Um oh I appreciate you for being a first timer. Shout out to Texas, I believe it's Texas, TX 49 or 956. Shout out to you, my man. Um No Border Sports is in the house. What's up? And he meant to say everyone. And Shout out to my man, Steve-O. Like I said, so looking at the contract, I think it's a mistake. Now, we have other quarterbacks that are potentially on the move. As, as you look at the the podcast picture, Jimmy Garoppolo and Aaron Rodgers are the next quarterbacks, That the next big quarterback, I should say. Now, Aaron Rodgers is going to take a trade. I don't think the Packers release him or cut him or anything. Yeah. That, that would be irresponsible on their end. Jimmy Garoppolo is a free agent, so he kind of holds the destination, and it's going to, I believe, something happens with him uh, prior to Aaron Rodgers being moved. Where do you think he ends up? I think, honestly, the two two spots, um, as soon as the car news hit, I've had a good feeling of where the other two are going to go, or at least a good opinion. Uh, I do think car ends up, uh, sorry, Rodgers ends up with New York. Uh, I do think he ends up with the Jets. I think that that makes the most sense. Why uh, the Raiders have, I think, publicly stated they're not going to be in that race. Um, Dave Ziegler said it, uh, their GM, making them kind of out of the race. And he's also going to be moved to an AFC team. Uh, The Packers won't trade him within the conference. I know a lot of people like to mention the 49ers. That was never going to happen. They're not going to move him to San Francisco. I think it's got to be an AFC team. Uh, I know the Dolphins... Uh, some people thought about it. Mike McDaniel is committed to Tua Tagovailoa. I don't think that that's where they go. I think it's the New York Jets. I think that they're the ones that make the most sense and also have favorable cap. Uh, or sorry, favorable trade bait to where they can uh, hammer out a deal. We've we've heard the the recent rumors as well, and so that's where I think Aaron Rodgers ends up. I agree. I think Rodgers does end up as a new as a New York Jet, and the reason why is because if you look at what the New York Jets said, right. They came out and they're like, hey, we believe Derek Carr is a Hall of Famer if he comes here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't believe what you're preaching because the reason what they were doing was, hey, Rodgers, if you don't hurry up, we're choosing Derek Carr. You better hurry up and answer us. And to me, I I felt like that was a big move in the sense of, hey, this is gamemanship. Like, hey, this is a businessman. We'll go after someone else if you don't want to come here. Now you're stuck. You'd be stuck because if he's not moved to the Jets, I think he's stuck. he's staying. Yeah, he's staying. Like what? Other, realistically, what other team makes a move for him? No one in the in the NFC. If they don't, if they trade him to the NFC, I think it would have to be bigger trade than than we would think. But even then, looking at that, the only team I could see actually going for him that could potentially see that they have a shot, which would be arrogant. In the NFC, I could see like the Panthers. Maybe in the yeah. sense of like they have receivers, they got uh, they got that AJ Moore there, they got a good running back, they got a good defense, good offensive line. So I can see them going after Rodgers, but to me, that's irresponsible on their end. 
Go get your quarterback for the future. You're drafting high anyways. Go get someone you could develop. Um, I do think the Dolphins could be in on him, but I think they're I think the Dolphins are making a mistake rolling with Tua. Um, now I'm not saying that because I don't think Tua's a good quarterback. Um, it sucks to see him have to get injured the way he was. I just think he's not good enough. He's a good quarterback. I watch a lot of Dolphins games because my father-in-law and my brother-in-law are Dolphins fans. So I watch a lot of Dolphins games. He's just not good enough. He reminds me of Jimmy in the sense of I'm going to take the underneath stuff, even though the deep routes are available, or I'm afraid and too late on the deep throws that I'm either way overthrowing it or underthrowing the ball. And that's something that's been consistent with two way. The arm strength isn't there for the Tyree kill and Jalen Waddle speed. It's not, I'm sorry. So I think they should go out and get a guy like Rogers who has a cannon. Man, imagine seeing Rogers with with uh, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. That'd be pretty fun to watch. And they probably go out and sign Dalton Schultz or draft a tight end high. Right. Um, so I do agree with you, New York Jets. So we're both in, in agree in agreement that the New York Jets get um, Aaron Rodgers. So now that leaves Jimmy Garoppolo. Does Jimmy Garoppolo go to Las Vegas? That's where everyone is predicting he goes. I don't like the idea for Las Vegas. Because I don't think Jimmy is better than Derek Carr. I don't. And and that's not a knock on Jimmy. It's just Derek Carr could create a little bit more outside of the the play. When it breaks down, he could create a little bit more. Mm -hmm. To me, it's hard to see the Las Vegas Raiders go after Jimmy Garoppolo. But I get the the connection with the head coach and – which is their offensive coordinator and Jimmy. I just think it's a downgrade. But what do you think? That's what's more important. I mean, if if I'm being honest, I think everything that the Las Vegas Raiders have done is questionable. I I really do. I mean, I don't understand it. You have a quarterback. You look to upgrade and then say you're out of Rodgers. So, I mean, if you want to get a younger quarterback, maybe maybe that makes sense. But – you traded for Devontae Adams with the understanding that he was going to play with his college quarterback, taking him away from Rodgers, only to potentially bring Rodgers in a year after. <clears throat> and I understand Derek Carr's contract. He signed a three-year, $120 million contract that was like Mahomes' deal. It's a one-year one, one year deal. It's literally a one-year deal every single year. And he did and them a favor. Yeah, he did, because that provides the, the new staff flexibility. If they don't want to keep Carr, they did but I thought that was stupid of him, to be honest. Hey, he got his money, so it didn't hurt him in the long run. But Jimmy, I would not sign them if I'm Jim. Like I wouldn't sign him if I'm the Raiders. It's a downgrade in a very competitive division that got better because Sean Payton joined the Broncos. But do I think it happens? Yeah, I do think it happens. I think Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> the way that it works, I think the the, the Raiders should uh, draft uh, sign Jimmy Garoppolo, but they also should draft a quarterback. Um, I think Garoppolo would fit honestly pretty well with Hunter Renfro, with Darren Waller, with that system. I think he's got a lot of weapons. It's it's something that Jimmy Garoppolo would work with. And I think um, the one thing that he might provide a little more is consistency. Uh, I think that he might be a little more helpful there. But it's still a very questionable decision. He's probably going to get a good amount of money. I would do it, and then I'd draft a quarterback, C.J. Stroud. I think he'd benefit very well if he sat behind a guy like Garoppolo for a year year or two, and then ended up being the starter for the future. 
Yeah, and absolutely, I agree if you go draft your quarterback of the future because you're picking seventh overall. But then I still think you have to trade up in the draft to get your guy. Like Probably. Yeah. In this draft especially, probably. Unless it's – uh, do you think Levis falls to seventh? I don't – I think Levis falls. Because, like, would Carolina – Carolina probably trades up, right, to uh, – my expectation is Carolina trades up to three, and it's either somebody trades up to one, be it Houston – Indy, maybe not Houston, but Indy. I I, I could see Indy trading up to one. Um, maybe even I Vegas he, trades up to one. So the so the draft order you got Chicago, Houston, Arizona, Colts, um, Seattle, Detroit, Vegas, Atlanta, Carolina, Philadelphia, and then Tennessee, and then Houston again. So I could see. I don't think Houston trades up to one. I mean, there's no reason yeah. for one. You probably you're probably comfortable taking either quarterback at that spot. Now, right. I could see a team like Detroit saying, "Hey." We like, we really like you, Jared, but you're not the answer for us. They you know publicly I mean? so, said it too that they they are looking at the quarterbacks. So I could see them trading up to one because you got to jump Houston and Indianapolis and possibly Seattle if, if they take a quarterback. So there's three teams possibly there. I could see Detroit trading up to one, knowing Las Vegas is going to try to get to three. Or, or Carolina's going to try to get to three. So I can see a team like Detroit getting the one or the Colts getting the one. And if they do that, you're probably looking at probably Anthony Richardson, in my opinion. I don't think they're going to trade up for Bryce Young. I think at that point, you're trading up, you're going to get the quarterback with the most upside. And I've been saying this, and I'm not, for those watching, I'm not saying this because of the combine. I've been telling Rohan for a good while. You've been while. saying it since January, bro. So, like, for me, it's been apparent that Anthony Richardson is the quarterback in this draft class that teams are going to want. Now, I do know that a lot of teams really like him outside of his physical traits in the sense of how smart he is. That's what they're intrigued about. Like, whoa, this quarterback is smart for the Florida offense. So I'm going to tell you guys a little story. Florida offense, you know what they have him do? One read. No, nothing else. You're throwing there. That's all you're throwing. And if you don't like it, then you can sit the bench. That's how the that's how that system was ran. That's why they got a new quarterback, uh, new quarterback coach, new offense coordinator. That whole program is trying to be turned around because it was bad offensively. So him, I think he could be very productive. I think a team trades up and gets him at one, two, Bryce Young, and then they kind of have to start jumping. Now Jimmy Garoppolo might get paid, but what's a fair payday for him, man? I mean, based on these contracts, uh, what we saw Geno get essentially three one hundred five. Uh, I'm just going straight off the total AAV, including incentives. Three one hundred five. Jones get four one sixty. I could see so a thirty million. Uh, Garoppolo's is definitely going to be incentive ridden. It's definitely given his injury history. Injury history. So yeah. I would say three eighty four, three eighty, uh, three eighty four. That maybe. makes sense. 384, 28, 28, maybe maybe even the 27 and a half number that he had before. Uh, what they maybe 20 million of that in incentives, so it would end up being like a 360, something like that. What, what do you what do you think G- in the sense of of guaranteed though? Like, cause quarter like the main number is guaranteed money, right? Because like realistically, if you don't get much in guaranteed, then that's just pretty much your contract isn't a big contract in my opinion, especially for the NFL. Yeah. That is very true, and I would expect Garoppolo to have two guaranteed years. So around around what Gino got, uh, what did Gino like? Uh, Gino had 40, 
40 million in guarantees. I don't think the signing bonus will be high. I don't I don't expect them to be uh, at there. So I'd expect Garoppolo's to be a little under 40. Okay, that makes sense in the sense of because you don't want to guarantee a quarterback who is older. He's a 30. He isn't a Pro Bowl quarterback. He kind of struggles when the pocket breaks down. He doesn't provide extra. And you're probably if you're signing him, you're probably picking very high in the draft, and at least in the top 15. And you might be able to get a quarterback. So to me, makes sense to go about that business now. There's not only quarterbacks out there. There's guys like Jalen Ramsey that might be moved. There's right. a lot of defensive ends on the market. So looking at the undrafted free agents, so what is a player, obviously, look, where do you think, before we go anywhere, where do you think Jalen Ramsey ends up? And before, actually, you know what? There's a there's a pin message I wanted to get to, actually. Let's do it. 16 touchdowns to, versus four, interse- uh, to four interceptions for, for Jimmy versus Andy, two touchdowns to one interception. And said he's top 10. So check this out. Reason why I say top 10, I'm not looking at stats. I'm looking at how they played. Now looking at um Andy Dalton. He had um Jawan Johnson, Chris Olave, no other receiver outside of Chris Olave. Alvin Kamara was in and out of the lineup, hurt. His other running backs were hurt. He was playing with literally no really offense. Um Jimmy Garoppolo at the time had uh Debo, Ayuk, Kittle. Um, he had for a little while Christian McCaffrey for like a couple of games, I believe, um, one or two games. Um, so the offense and and then also the defense is a completely different. So the Saints' defense wasn't that good, like they should have been. They were they were they were fairly decent. I mean, they weren't terrible, but to me, it goes more into what they were able to do. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. With what they had, not necessarily their stats. So we can look at the the four to one touchdown and four touchdown and one interception ratio. That's great. But this is the best Jimmy has ever looked. This isn't the best that Andy Dalton, in my opinion, has ever looked. I thought when he was younger, he was pretty solid. He was a quarterback that, that was able to sling it. They, they called him the red rifle for a reason. He had that gunslinger mentality, and I thought last year he was able to put on a good display for his free agency um, period. I don't know if you think Jimmy played better, but I personally thought Andy played better in the sense of the grand scheme of everything and not necessarily just stats. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's tough because Garoppolo also didn't play for a significant portion, right? He played, what, 10 weeks, half the season? Mm-hmm. And 
uh, I mean, his play is really characterized into two elements, one with McCaffrey and one without. Without McCaffrey, it wasn't great. I mean, it, it was building up, but it, the, the, the initial returns weren't great. With McCaffrey, though, was great. He was the top 10 quarterback when Christian McCaffrey was on that field. I'd say he was probably better than Andy Dalton when Christian McCaffrey was on that field. You can make the argument, certainly, though, for the, what, five weeks that he wasn't with McCaffrey. I think you could definitely make the argument either way. Uh, obviously, people won't point to Dalton because of the statistics and the place that he was put in. But I think a team is going to be happy with Dalton being their backup quarterback. Now, if it, like, there are multiple different ways to point it. Player and value. Garoppolo clearly has more value. He's younger. And um, if you're talking about a guy who can lead you to the playoffs with the right weapons around him, Garoppolo has a higher chance of leading you to the playoffs probably. But, I mean, I don't want to discount what Andy Dalton did last year. Pretty solid player. So, Jalen Ramsey, where does he end up? I think the best spot for him, and I hope you say it, but I'm going to let you go first. I want to I go, go second on this one. Okay, so I mean, there are a couple of spots, and I, I the one that's very interesting that's been put out is Detroit. I mean, Detroit has been a very interesting team that uh, they they people are saying. And I mean, if I'm being honest, I like it. Why? Because people are saying Detroit, yeah, just get them. Uh, Detroit should draft a corner at six. I don't think it's going to cost a sixth overall pick. Uh, I think what I heard in reports was it's going to cost a first or a package around a second. Number eighteen. You take number 18, you ship it for Jalen Ramsey. Guess what? You don't deal with the guarantee. Like Jalen Ramsey, you'll 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 have a, a good amount on, on your hands, obviously, but you save. I mean, it's not like the, you're paying for the entirety of that contract, right? The Rams are going to take on a, kit, uh, a dead cap it as well. And so to me, I think you get a valuable corner through the prime uh, as you build up your team. And this is a team also that could win the NFC North next year if Aaron Rodgers is traded. And, I mean, with the way that uh, that division is right now, that, that team could win the NFC North. Why not get a defensive-minded head coach with a cornerback? That's the one thing that team is missing. They're a terrible defense because they didn't have good cornerbacks this year. Amari Oruwarie fell off this year. When you talk about it, uh, I mean, Jeff Okuda, he's been up and down uh, in his career. A little better as of late for sure. But having a solidified corner, it boosts the entirety of the room, not only Ramsey uh, himself. And I think that that's a good stepping stone to where you could spend a little bit in free agency, understanding that the edge class is pretty good for Detroit. No, I absolutely agree. So, like, so even if you look at D Detroit, they have pick 49, pick 56, and pick 82 to play with to go get Jalen Ramsey. I don't think you have to necessarily give up a right. first round pick. Because you if give you look up at what 49 and 80, what was it, 49 and 82, yeah. 82, because you have two first-rounders, so you're playing with house money. Now, when you look at what the the Rams have, they got two picks within the top 180 picks. They're completely in a rebuild mode. They don't want first-round picks. They want as many picks as they can get. You get two extra uh, second-rounders, and that gives you three second-rounders and a third-rounder. So to me, I think that's what you got to do. You kind of got to play. What are they looking for? And I think at that point, even if Detroit doesn't want to go get a, a corner at pick six, they could trade up future picks, go get their quarterbacks or stay there and get a quarterback or, or an edge rusher, put someone opposite of um, the young player they just got last year. Um, oh, man. The, the, the kid from Ohio, uh, from Michigan. Are you talking about Hutchinson? 
Hutchinson. Yep, they could put someone opposite of Hutchinson, and then what you do is you could get someone at eighteen and still get a corner at eighteen to put opposite of of Jalen Ramsey or use Jalen Ramsey in that star role. So it's not necessarily a corner, but he's that safety nickel, move him around as a big linebacker. To me, I think it's a smart move for them, but I wouldn't be shocked if teams like the Dallas Cowboys. Wait up. I want to say one team. I, I don't know if you're going to say him because the one team that I really had in mind other than Detroit that I thought would be really interesting, especially with the new circumstances, send him back to Duval, bro. Send him back to Duval. Let him be that CB1 in Duval. They're going to okay. release Shaq Griffin. They're going to release Shaq Griffin. They got the money. They've got a young team. They're going to win that division likely. Send him back to Duval. Can he take that leadership role with Duval? I absolutely think they because it's need a new, it. it's it's completely new. I mean, Shad Khan's still there, but it's complete. The, the entire organization's completely new. You don't got no Doug Marone there anymore. Forget who was the GM back then, but you don't got none of them anymore. That's actually a good a good place, but I could see someone like Jerry Jones thinking he needs yeah. a needs a corner. Outside, like when you really have a lot of corner on your team, you really don't need one. You got the young Ricky Duran Bland. Shout out to my boy from the 209. My buddy right there. Uh, went to middle school with him. Shout out to him. Um, then you got uh, Trevon Diggs opposite. You got another couple uh Israel. Um, Mukuamu, yeah. Yeah, Mukuamu. Uh, so they got corners there. So, But I could see Jerry Jones be like, I, I, I need Jalen Ramsey. I need him. I think that's the, that's a mistake if they do it. Uh, but I really like the Duval one because he could go and you could just send them pick 25. Like, realistically, the back end of the first round isn't that good. Send them pick 25 if that's what they want. If you don't, you have I believe they have uh, one second rounder. I'll double check right now. I believe they have at least one second rounder, which is pick 57. Actually, actually I have pick 57 and then the third rounder, pick 89. They could send you those. Could send, uh, yeah, you could send a th- uh, second and two-thirds, potentially beating other packages of second and third. You can so, send your third next year. So they can make a move. Um, but, I, man, I would like to see Jalen Ramsey kind of go to Detroit with the, with the mentality they have there, yeah. the, the especially the way uh, Dan Campbell has that FU mentality with, with other teams and we're going to punch you in your mouth kind of thing. Bringing a swagger from someone like Jalen Ramsey might work in um, Detroit. Now, there's other players, free agents that are going to be on the move. Um, what's one free agent out there that you're super duper intrigued that you're excited to see where they go that's on your list? Are you talking in like uh for the 49ers or for anybody? Either either one. You could go you could go 49ers, you could go um someone in general. I know we I wanted to do a uh quick show hopefully soon before free agency, which is on Monday. Because we're gonna yeah. start hearing that team sign. Oh, this team's gonna sign whatever it was, X, X, Y, and Z. So maybe something on Saturday morning. But, yeah, go ahead. Actually, go ahead and go Niners route. That's what you want to go. That's fine. Nah, actually, we'll we'll, we'll save that. I'll go with uh, some guys because I do have some interesting guys. I mean, there are a lot of uh, – not a lot, but there are some big-name players on the market. Uh, initially, I was thinking an under-the-radar name. And now I have two people because of some recent news. So my first guy, the guy who I was thinking about for a while, James Bradbury. I don't think he returns to Philadelphia. I'm intrigued to see where he goes because he's a talented corner who was a near all pro this year at his age 29 season. I don't know if teams are going to be willing to pay corners at that age, but he's a talented player. What money does he get? Where does he end up going? Is it to a contender? How does that end up going? 
I think that that's an interesting guy. The number two guy, the guy who I heard about today, who's not franchise tagged, Orlando Brown. I don't know if Kansas City. I don't know if Kansas City is going to pay that money. The reason they didn't sign him is because uh, tag him is because you're you're on the hook for twenty four million dollars, and Kansas City can't take on that money this year. Or, or I don't know if it's twenty four; it might be twenty. They can't take on that money. They needed a deal to where the 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 structure was low cap it this year. So I don't think they re-sign Orlando Brown at the moment. I think that Orlando Brown might look for the biggest payday possible, and he's hitting the open market for the first time. Almost hit it in Baltimore. Now he's actually hitting it. So I'm intrigued to see where Orlando Brown ends up. That's an intriguing one because it kind of sets the the left tackle market again, right? Like, so realistically, you you see, you don't often see guys like Orlando Brown hit the open market. Um, so that, I'm kind of interested on where he goes. But the player that I'm interested in seeing on where he goes, just to like see on whether the 49er fan base was wrong or right or what. You know where I'm going. I guarantee you, you could probably guess it. Um, he plays on the offensive line. He's a right tackle. Mike McGlinchey, where does he go? Who overpays him? That's what I'm interested in is who the heck overpays him. Um, I don't think the Niners like are at all. I think they're expecting him to be bye-bye, gone-gone. Right. Uh, I could see a team like the Chicago Bears overpaying him just because they have a, a young quarterback and they want to upgrade on the Protect. offensive line. But I don't know if he's an upgrade for that offensive line, even with how bad they are. No, um, I think he's an upgrade. That right tackle position was real bad there in Chicago. I think he'd be an upgrade in that he he, he gives you something that you know who's there. I get what you're saying, but at the same time, it's like when a guy like Justin Fields um, tends to hold on to the ball a little bit too long at times, that's a bad recipe for that's a recipe for disaster because we see what happens when Mike McGlinchey has a quarterback, um, no names, Jimmy Garoppolo, um, holds on to the ball too long. Sacks, right? Highlight tapes from McGlinchey putting put on his butt. So to me, right. it's I don't know. Like I, I I get it. Um but that's one that intrigues me. Is there any players that you're like, oh, yeah, makes sense why they're being cut or makes sense on why they're a free agent, and they're probably going to get overpaid because of their name, not necessarily on how good they actually are. Uh, you're talking about the this group of players, and I think that this group of players is certainly interesting. You know, the guys who people kind of tend to overrate, not because of they, their higher, uh, obviously, players of a higher name. Although it's an interesting one. It's a very controversial one, I'm sure. Bobby Wagner. Um, it's not that I don't understand why he's. I mean, I understand why he's being cut, and it's not because of his play. It's because of the money. I just think Bobby Wagner's a little overrated. I mean, he's a guy who, um, in my opinion, is a one-dimensional linebacker. I still think that voters overrate him because of the way he's had dominance in the past. And I think that I don't know if I. I, I don't know if he was a top three linebacker for me, like his All Pro status indicates this year. Um, I, I do think that there were some other off, uh, players in that in that group. Uh, Matt Milano, players like that, who I thought were better than Bobby Wagner this year. I think he's one of them uh, for sure. Uh, I mean, one that might not surprise many, Taylor Lewan. Uh, I don't think he's that good, um, but he, he got cut, obviously. Um, but I, I think that that's a little bit more understood at the moment. I, I, oh, I might go with one. 
Fletcher Cox, maybe Fletcher Cox. He's at 32, but he's still he's still pretty damn good. Yeah, so he's still productive though. He's still pretty damn good. Like uh, maybe not the Fletcher Cox of the past, but he's still pretty damn good. So I don't know if I want to go there, but I'd probably go with yeah. Uh, he's my number one guy. Um, a player I'm really intrigued on, like who overpaid, not necessarily overpaid, but I think he's gonna get paid because of his name and where he was drafted more than anything is Mark and da- Marcus Davenport, man. Like uh, I'm looking at Marcus Davenport. He was drafted in the first round. Um, last year he had half a sack. The year before he had nine sacks. But in his career, in his five he had years, half a sack last year, just half. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Half a sack. In his five years, he only has 21 and a half sacks. Spot rack and like the other people that project say he's going to get like 20 something million a year. Um, the dude is ranked 17 on NFL networks and, and a lot of NFL networks, analysts, um, free agency projections on who's the better player. I think that guy is just an injury prone player who got drafted higher than he should have. Um, and I'm interested to see who overpays him because of his name. Um, to me, that's one that's interesting. Um, I'm also interested in seeing where, uh, what's his name? I'm looking at the Tremaine Edmonds, 25 years old. That's an interesting one. Very good linebacker. Now, when we talk about the top linebackers, so Matt Milano is, he's a very good linebacker. Right mm-hmm. now, Matt Milano and Tremont and, and, and uh, Tremont Diggs or Edmonds, sorry, Tremaine Edmonds, yeah, Tremaine Edmonds. I thought they should have kept them paired together. Like, but I, Edmonds I, gonna get that money, man. He's gonna get probably like fifteen a year. But he's he's one of the, in my opinion, I think he's one of the top linebackers in the league. Do you pay linebackers what 30, 32, 32 a year? Would you do that? No, he's not gonna. You think he's getting thirty a year? No, no, combined them two combined. Probably around 15, 15 each. I mean, or, oh, Milano might be on. I think Milano's cap hit for the next two years is thirteen, so maybe around thirty total. I mean, how much is how much is uh is Fred making? Uh, Fred Warner, he's making about eighteen, nineteen, somewhere around there, probably the around twenty. The Niners are paying around twenty nine, aren't they? That's fair. That is fair. Yeah, that's so, true. I mean, you're you're realistically, if you if you have a top linebacker duo, you kind of got to keep because, in my opinion. Linebackers are becoming they the new so much. They're, yeah. they're the new safety, really. Like, think about it. Like, they're covering the tight ends. They're covering the slot receivers. They're carrying the seam. Like, safety's jobs are getting easier because they can't come down and pop you in the mouth. So it's kind of not necessarily easier, but I should say, like, it's, it's not as much needed. And the NFL is kind of making it apparent based off of how many free safeties and safeties are on the market today. If you look at it. Jesse Bates, Chauncey Garner Johnson, Julian Love. Who else is a free agent that I'm missing? Uh, let me go ahead and double actually change this to from positions to safeties, but oh, Jordan Poyer. Like Oh, Jordan Poyer's big, yeah. Jimmy Ward. Von Bell. Um I think the other Edmonds brothers also a free agent this year. Terrell Edmonds, I wanted the Niners to sign him last year. He had a solid season. Yeah. Um so this, to me, it's just one of those ones, Rohan, where people are going to overpay. These you talking games. linebacker or safety? Not, uh, not necessarily safety, just players in general, right? Uh-huh. Um, so it's interesting because I think people are going to overpay. Now, what I'm going to talk about in this next comment, Steve Real quick, goes, before you go for it, because I see the comment, let me say this on the linebackers. 
I think it's interesting because I do like your point about how linebackers are. There are some positions where they are becoming a little more important, although you might not understand why they're becoming a little more important. Linebacker is one of them. Why? Because in, in today's world, we don't play in base downs anymore. We play a lot in dime packages. When you play only two linebackers, you play a lot more defensive backs. And so with the two linebackers, they're expected to do, to do more mm-hmm. because there are only two of them, be it in coverage, which is a good amount, right? Especially with the quarters coverage, with the zone, with the amount of zone coverage there is, even man coverage going against tight ends. And also with a guy like Fred Warner, a guy who is so special and able to do different things, you're allowed to do so many different things with your defense. And that's why you see safety converted linebackers that play because they have the range, they have the speed, they have the coverage ability, but also the body to to sustain hits and uh, to, to get up in the ground game. And so when you have, like, it, it allows you to utilize other players to play better uh, uh, within their own role. And I think that teams now value either the linebacker position or the safety position. They value one or the other, understanding the the differences between them. And the 49ers clearly value the linebacker position and serve them well. Yeah, I absolutely agree. So, especially because when you look at linebackers like Fred, like um, traded from the Bears to the Ravens, why can't I think Smith, Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith. Those guys changed defenses. The moment Roquan got to Baltimore, their defense went from like a 20th ranked defense to a top 10 defense statistically. Like they mm-hmm. went from uh, average to, whoa, that's a good defense right there. So you do need good linebackers. It, it shows every week um, the good linebackers help their defenses win games. Right Now, the most important thing that I wanted to talk about, and I wanted to save it towards the end, Lamar Jackson, right? Gets franchise tag. With Lamar Jackson, this, this is Sivo saying, with Lamar, with Watson and Lamar's situation, our players trying to go fully guaranteed like the NBA. So Watson created a fully guaranteed contract on a situation where he was facing allegations, sexual allegations. I'm not going to get into the allegations that happened. I'm not going to get into legal terms. That's not what I, I we're here to do. But when a team like the Cleveland Browns fully guarantees a quarterback who hasn't been an MVP, who hasn't been the the top guy and hasn't played in a year, when they give you a fully guaranteed contract and you're a Lamar Jackson or you're one of those top quarterbacks, the Joe Burrows, or you're the Josh Allens, you feel some kind of way. You feel, I deserve a fully guaranteed contract. You have to look out after your own self your own career, because Lamar Jackson is an MVP. He won MVP a few years ago. He carries the Baltimore Ravens offense, especially with who they had at at offensive coordinator in Greg Roman. Terrible offensive coordinator. Now, you give him a a legit coordinator like he had in college, he could run a pro-style offense. So for me, I do think players are trying to go for the more fully guaranteed money um, like the NBA, the fact that the Cleveland Browns gave Deshaun Watson a fully guaranteed contract kind of spiraled. And it, you noticed some of the owners were like, hey, why would you do that? Now you see, okay, there's teams that came out today. Yeah. And said they are not in the Lamar, J- Lamar Jackson sweepstake. Teams like Atlanta Falcons, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Las Vegas Raiders. They were Raiders, like eight teams. Um, Miami's one of them. The, Commanders Miami are one of Dolphins. them. Commanders. 
uh, who else? There's there's two other teams that right away came out and said, "No, nah, we're not in it." Wait, does anyone else have a Josh Allen, uh, Joe Burrow, a Jalen Hurts, um, Lamar, uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, any of those quarterbacks on any other team? No, man, no. They any don't other, got any, any other other quarterbacks. We're talking about teams Lamar? that got freaking like Kyle Trask and Desmond Ritter eliminating it. Any of the other quarterbacks have a Lamar Jackson or someone that is better than him? No, no, they don't. And that's the reason they're in the sweepstakes. And it, it creates this interesting talk, right? Because they're so quick to shut it down. And in a way, I mean, you hear the talk about potential collusion from even top Absolutely. sources like Ari Marov. And I, I think that it's just because owners are mad at what the Haslams did to sign Deshaun Watson during his allegations to a freaking $230 million fully guaranteed contract. That's unprecedented, right, in, in today's world. That's unprecedented. I think Russell Wilson was the real big deal right before or after that. He got like $125 million guaranteed on his $250 million deal. Watson got it fully guaranteed. And so, I mean, it's right for Lamar Jackson <laughs> to, to, to ask for it. But I also think – and this is going against my pro player persona, but I got to see it from both sides. And I think what the Ravens did for their team specifically was really smart. I think the Ravens played the situation well. Why? Because they understand that they right now aren't able to negotiate well with Lamar Jackson, who has his demands and the Ravens aren't going to meet it. They don't want to give a fully guaranteed contract. So what do they do? They put the transition tag on him, essentially keeping his rights while allowing other teams to negotiate with the understanding that Lamar Jackson is going to go out there. Was it the, and see. Was it the transition tag or the non-exclusive? Oh, sorry, the non-exclusive franchise okay. tag. But other teams are going to go out there. They're going to negotiate with Lamar Jackson. And if it's not a fully guaranteed deal, the one Lamar Jackson's seeking, if it's just a, a deal like uh, the Ravens have been trying to get, guess what? The Ravens are going to match it, and they let another team do the negotiating for them, not having to deal with that process, and they end up being fine. But if not, right now it seems like Lamar Jackson – my prediction is he remains a he remains a Baltimore Raven just because teams aren't mm -hmm. willing to to get into that stake and also it's a part of how the owners are not necessarily I, I won't say colluding because I'm not going to say any of that but they I'll say are colluding. I mean they're there's, coming there's, together there's, and they're showing that we're not going to pay a guaranteed contract that's not absolutely good for our business yeah so look so the NFC so I'm going to read off the start the potential starting quarterbacks in the NFC North Jordan Love Justin Fields Kirk Cousins Jared Goff NFC East, Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, Sam Howell. NFC South, Derek Carr, PJ Walker, Kyle Trask, Desmond Ritter. NFC West, you got Brock Purdy, Geno Smith, Matthew Stafford, and Kyler Murray. Now, the NFC West is the only division that has quarterbacks that are big quarter, uh, big contract quarterbacks that are um, you can't really move them because of the, the cap hits and stuff like that, but you could do sign and trades. Now, what I mean by the sign and trade is you could call up. Doesn't hurt for any of those teams that don't have a quarterback that's better than Lamar to call Lamar and say, hey, because he's his own agent. Hey, what are you looking for contract wise? Does not hurt to say that. There's teams that say we're not even calling. Wait, you're not going to call to see what he wants. You're not going to call to see what the quarterback market is. So when you're telling that's me. That's the weird part. The, so, like the not even like. It, you don't have to pay money to talk to Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he is free on the market. 
you can at least hear and i'm sure i'm sure at the moment the reporting was a little over exaggerated like we heard the raiders were out and then uh diana Rossini just said an hour ago that the raiders are not eliminating any options not eliminating anything i'm sure teams are going to actually talk to lamar jackson understanding the backlash but it is certainly interesting but the, with the way that you but the it. thing is though rohan is like the way i see it is no disrespect to diana Rossini, right no disrespect to her but her coming out saying that is like the NFL saying, hey, why would you guys report that? Right. You need to fix this. What did you like? I can see it's I like the see owners, this. it's like the owners figure out, oh shoot, we did something bad. Oh. Yo, 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 tweet this out for Whoa, me, please. We let that get out. Oh, yeah. we're about to have oh guys, we had to pay Colin Kaepernick a lot of money because we did the same thing to him. Oh snap. Someone better start reporting that we're meeting with him. You know what I mean? That's how I see it, you know. Especially because what happened with Colin, what happened with Kaepernick, it was a situation where they blackballed him. I mean, when you're having to pay someone because there's they admit that they did that, and now Lamar Jackson, after after Deshaun Watson got a contract, right, which it was because the Cleveland Browns opted in uncertainty in the sense of Baker Mayfield was their quarterback. And they wanted to get a big name a player because their defense was really good. Their offense was solid. They had good receivers and stuff. So they wanted to get a big name quarterback. They made a big trade. The thing is, is these teams were even calling on Deshaun Watson when he had allegations and hadn't played in a year. Right. Now we're talking about Lamar Jackson. All you gotta do is call. Hey, how much do you right. really want? What is the concern? How much guarantee do you want? I don't think he wants fully guaranteed. I think he wants at least more than the other quarterbacks in the sense of I want at least 200 million guaranteed 200 million. I believe is still less than what Deshaun Watson got. Yeah, Deshaun got 230, but I still don't think he gets 200 million guaranteed. But why? Why? Because it's unprecedented still. I, I, I don't know. Like actually, I don't know though, because like he's on the open market. If I'm the Atlanta Falcons, here's what I'm doing. I'm saying, screw you, Baltimore. You screwed the situation. I'm paying him fifty million in the first year. Understanding you have the cap hit, the cap to do it. Front load the hell out of the contract. NFL teams backload it. Front load the hell out of that deal. Baltimore can't pay fifty million in the first year. Are you crazy? Or I'm, I'm exaggerating, but you know what I mean. Front load the hell out of it. Don't let don't let Baltimore match. It's two first round picks. The the one thing I think teams some teams around the top will be worried about is you're giving up two number five overall picks, two number four overall picks. Like uh, that's what I. The thing is though is I don't think those are going to be because if you're telling me right now, if like if Atlanta, just, if, I, I don't know exactly where Atlanta's drafting. Uh, off the top of my head, I think it's. Well, actually, no, Atlanta's not even that top. They're not. I don't think they're in the top nine. They're they might be ten, right? I think they're – I'll double-check. But so the thing is, though, is even when you look at the starting quarterbacks in the NFC South, he would be the best quarterback in the NFC South. Derek Carr. You got Derek Carr. You got um, Kyle Trask. Whoever it is. I don't know who's going to be for Carolina, but Kyle Trask. No quarterback. They got no quarterbacks. You're going to win the division. You were 7-10, and a game away from winning the division. With Desmond Ritter. It's to me – is if you have Lamar Jackson, you win that division. So, yeah, you're giving up uh, – let me see what they pick right now. Um, NFL um, draft order. I believe they're picking But, hey, picking while you bring that up, I want to ask you a question because this is one that I'm interested in uh, thinking, thinking about right now. 
Would you want Lamar Jackson trading uh, trade two first round picks to pay Lamar Jackson, understanding who Lamar Jackson is, or do you want to go? Uh, would you prefer not having to pay? Dude, anything I see getting... the hard question. Caleb are you Williams going the Niners? Are you are you talking about the Niners? Or no, no, I'm talking about I'm talking about Atlanta. I'm talking about Atlanta because Atlanta's gonna be, they won't be that good next year. They go out and get a top three pick. They get a top quarterback in next year's draft, one of the top two. Would you prefer that, or would you prefer? Uh, trading two first-round picks and getting Lamar Jackson. Um, Lamar Jackson. Who are you telling me only have to give up two first-rounders? Didn't Russell understand for understanding the two. salary too. Understanding the salary. Well, didn't Russell Wilson go for two first-rounders, three players, and then a couple three, other picks? Yeah, three first-rounders, I think, or no, two and, like picks or whatever it is. Yeah, he went for and, more, and he got paid 160 million guaranteed. And Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, is a better quarterback than him. So I, I understand. I would, so yeah, even if I think at, it's tough because you understand how much it hampers you when you pay a guy fifty million a year or whatever. Um, but Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson. Now let's bring up the other perspective. Which uh, you mute oh, yourself. Forty ers perspective. Man, so I don't. So the Niners would have to make – I believe they would have to do like a sign-in trade, I believe, in the sense. If, uh, if Lamar – if, he has if to, a deal isn't done by the draft, they, they yeah, either they, have to wait until the draft is over or do a sign-in trade. So, But I, I would – I could see them doing more in the more sense of a sign-in trade, um, sending Trey Lance. They, I don't think – yeah, I don't think um, a non-sign-in trade works because if we're being honest, anything the 49ers pay Lamar, I think Baltimore matches. I agree because, because of the of way Baltimore. they'll structure the deal. Yeah, and at that point, well, the thing is though, is if you do a sign and trade, it's not necessary because you know you're not. Hey, I'm not. I can't pay him what you're paying him in the sense of the Niners backload that contract. No, that's what I mean. They'll backload it regardless. But you could do you could do a lot. You could do a lot. The the contract being two hundred fully guaranteed. They don't yeah, want to do guaranteed. So you're as long as as long as you go in my opinion as long as you go over their guaranteed number, they're set like at one twenty or one thirty or something like that. That's they're set. They have not offered more than that from the reports. So I think if you come in and you're like, hey, you know what, we're gonna offer you, we're gonna offer him two hundred million guaranteed, but we're gonna have it set where our cap hits are very low the first couple of years, and then we'll take on those big cap hits later. I think they could because you're going all in to win a Super Bowl now. So if you win the Super Bowl now, it doesn't matter what happens in the future, right? You're, you're thinking about the now. And you have a quarterback that's going to be 26 years old. Um, you have the roster to go out and win a Super Bowl. Um, so even if they do, for example, Kyler Murray, $189 million guaranteed. That's the second most guaranteed on a quarterback to, uh, on the contract wise. So even if Atlanta does decide, because I, I don't think the Niners do it. I don't think the Niners even like – they might call to see what he's asking because that's just how the Niners operate. So, but if you're looking at the way Russell Wilson, he got traded for two first-round picks, I believe, um, three players, and a couple extra picks or something like that. He got right. paid one. If you look at Kyler Murray, $189 million guaranteed, um, and he had 100, 103 guaranteed at signing. Um, uh, Russ had 124 guaranteed at signing. So when you look mm-hmm. at things, I think it's more comes down to – if Atlanta does give up the, the pick, they're picking eighth this year. I don't think they pick higher than that, but you at least know you have a franchise guy. Like, that's the hardest thing to get is a franchise quarterback. 
They have a good offensive line. They have a good run game. Their run game would even be better. Um, Drake London would have a, a better season. Um, Kyle Pitts. Now their defense was solid last year. You could still get defensive players in the second round, third round. You could build. You could go sign free agents because they have so much cap space. Um, yeah. So I think Atlanta does sound like the. I'd do it if it, if it, if Atlanta was a choice. I'd do it. Right, like I mean, to me, it makes the most sense. Um, I think they should do it. To be honest, um, Atlanta's cap space number is. They got a lot, bro. I believe it was like 80, I thought, or something in that range. No, 66. So Yeah, 60- I mean, regardless, pay Lamar 66 year one. No, I'm kidding. But, like, you know, pay him an exorbitant amount year one. Because 66, they could restructure, for example, they could restructure guys like Jake Matthews, Grady Garrett, Jarrett, yeah. and they, 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 would, they would bring 22 million there. I mean, realistically, do they restructure Jake Matthews or Grady Jerry? I don't know how old. I don't think you are. need to. I don't think you need restructures with that much cap space, pretty much. Well, I mean, well, you you wouldn't need to, but when you're looking at it, it kind of helps if you want to go all in on a defense with Lamar That's Jackson, right? right? If, if you go, um, you restructure Jake Matthews, which I believe he's 31, 32. You right. restructure him for. I mean, you push money back. Why not? I mean, it's a sense of he's a guy who. Is a good tackle, um, not too old. Uh, I believe Grady Jarrett is in that same uh, age, right? Or is he a little bit younger? He probably 28, 29. I believe Grady Jarrett is. He's twenty nine. You could do it. Yeah, yeah. You could you could do that, and you, you get an extra twenty. Now you go get extra players for Lamar. You get another receiver for Lamar. You get another um, defensive lineman. Another corner. You could go get Jesse Bates if you really want. You could you could splurge. Do what you want. If you really, yeah. If you're afraid, so like if they're afraid to give up pick eight and then next year give up pick five, go all in. Go get you giving up pick eight and pick twenty for Lamar Jackson, twenty eight for Lamar, twenty five for Lamar Jackson. Who knows how far in the playoffs they go? Why not? Right. The NFC is wide open in terms of quarterback. The best quarterback in the NFC, Jalen Hurts, and then probably Dak Prescott. After that, there's no quarterback in the NFC. They should go out and do it. Now, that's what I, I would do if I was a GM. I, I think so. I think so. I think that that makes sense. Definitely makes sense. I mean, but also, I'm also kind of crazy in the sense of what I would do as a father GM, but my offensive line and defensive line would be insane. That's all I would really want. Um, because if you think about it, <laughs> those are the most important positions on the field. Um, 40, last question, and then we'll, we'll make sure we, we get out. Fortnite's throwback said, Marco, what tight end? Are you, uh, would you want the Fortnite to draft? I think he said it. I don't remember. Uh, I'm going to let Rohan go first. Rohan, is there any tight ends in this um, class that you like? There are a lot of tight ends in this class. I mean, when we talk about the position, there are so many that you could look for. Uh, some guys immediately on my mind, I mean, they're consistency guys. They're blocking guys. They're receiving guys. They're hybrid guys. Josh Wiley out of Cincinnati, I think he's interesting. Uh, I think he'd fall like into the 49ers him. range. Yeah, I think he's interesting. I mean, if you want uh, some of the athletic freaks, Zach Cunts out of Old Dominion, he's got a good athletic profile, which the 49ers could look to develop. I think that there are a lot of good tight ends. And the thing about it, you don't have to reach. They can, There's going to be talent to where they can select where they feel comfortable at for, for tight ends, be it in the third round or even later in, in the later round. So a guy I really like later in the rounds because he's a little bit older. He's about 25, 26 years old. Um, Luke Sh- uh, Shoemaker 
I think he's a very good blocker, uh, athletic guy who, in my opinion, in Kyle's offense, he would have more production than he had at Michigan, especially if you're pairing him up with a guy like George Kittle. Um, I do like Will Mallory uh, from Miami. Ah, Miami, yeah. Yeah, I think he's an athletic guy that Kyle could go out and get in the sense of when you look at him, he's not a, a super freak. He's six foot five, two forty five. He's not like imposing. He doesn't look his size, but he's a bigger size than I thought. Um, I would go out and get him. I think his hands are one of the better hands in this draft class from the tight end group. Um, he has he the, the, his build is an inline uh, tight end. Now he struggles with his strength and kind of limits him as a blocker, but. In the NFL weight room with George Kittle, you have no other uh, option but to get better at blocking as a tight end. Um, I think him, he tested very well, like I thought he was. He's a very athletic tight end. Um, another tight end I really like, um, Brenton Strange. I started watching him after the um, everything. Um, Miners met with him. He's a guy to me who, realistically, his run after the catch is very impressive from what I've seen. Um, Strong hands. He could he could high point the ball. That's something the Niners are missing at tight end. Um, in the sense of not necessarily missing, but George Kittle isn't like the best jump ball tight end you could have, but he's getting better at it every year. Um, and he's ready and Brenton Strange is ready to play in the NFL right now. Um other tight ends later in the draft that people were probably like, eh, not too crazy over. Um, Payne Durham. Um, I really like his game. Uh, six five, yeah. two fifty five. He's I'm consistent, my... man. He's out of Purdue. He's consistent. And I'm looking at my 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 notes. Extremely good blocker, very competitive, and a great red zone threat. Now he lacks creating separation. He's not super athletic, and he's at times tight in the hips. So to me, that's a couple guys I would go after. I would go after, uh, in my opinion, Brenton Strange. Um, Luke Schoonmaker, Payne Durham, and Will Mallory. A couple of different options at tight end that you could get. So, to me, it's one of those ones where what do you want from a tight end? Because this tight end has blocking only tight ends, receiving only tight ends, overall good tight ends in the sense of they can do everything, and high end tight ends. So, Kyle's like, hey, you know what? I want to trade up into this draft class and I want to go get a Tucker Craft who's a little bit better, probably go in the second round, or I want to go get. Um, one of those guys like the Luke Musgraves, because he might be there in the second round. They could go get one. Um, this class has the tight end everywhere on the board, and they'll probably be impactful. Big time talent. Big time tight end talent. They probably definitely, not probably, they're definitely going to draft one at least. At least one. This is the perfect time, because especially uh, George Kittle getting up there in age might be the guy that transitions. Um, George Kittle, if George Kittle doesn't play. Football, as long as some think he is going to play, and he might want to go to the WWE at one point. So who knows? <laughs> um, but, Rohan, I appreciate you for being on. I always love when you're on talking football with me, man. My my main guy is my co-host right there on Clutch Gene Sports. Um, he's an everyday, every week um, appearance with us. So I know some of you guys have started seeing some frequent guests that I've been bringing on. Uh, make sure you guys go to Rohan's personal channel. Subscribe to it. If you're on Rohan's personal channel and you love today's show, come to Clutching Sports and make sure you hit that subscribe button. I appreciate everyone for tuning in. Yes, sir.
your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.